Hello everyone and welcome back to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by Katie and Liz as we'll be previewing this weekend's racing at Sandown and at Wincanton. Before we get into the racing we should say that we might be doing this podcast in vain because with all the weather we've been having recently, the wet weather, um, a lot of these meetings could be in doubt so Fingers crossed it does go ahead, but uh, yeah, it doesn't look good coming into the weekend. I think they're inspecting on uh, Friday morning, so we'll know more uh, tomorrow. But um, before we get into the races, let's see how everyone is. Uh, Liz, I'll come to you here first. Did you have a, a nice Christmas and I should say Happy New Year as well? Yeah, it was lovely, thanks. Uh, nice to get some time off of work, as always. Uh, I went to Newbury to see uh, Jericho de Repine, where I annoyed a few people to say I didn't think he was that impressive. Um, but uh, that's just what I saw. Maybe I'm hard to impress. Uh, but it was a good race day. Um, and as we were just talking before this, um, I think my next race day is going to the DRF uh, in February with Katie. So I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, that won't be too far away. Only a matter of weeks, I'm sure. Uh, over the next couple of months, the time's going to fly by to towards the Cheltenham Festival. But uh, Katie, how are things with you? Yeah, thank you. Um, the RF is coming around really soon. We were just speaking about it before we started recording that. I can't believe how quickly the season is going and going to be the DRF then it'll be Cheltenham before we know it um an entry and then the season will be over so yeah we have to enjoy things while we can there's a lot of good action to come um in the next few months so yeah looking ahead at that really but uh hopefully the cards go ahead this Saturday we saw the pictures on social media of Stratford Racecourse and it looked like a river um at the moment um, so yeah, it's not, isn't really hopeful news for many of the tracks across the country, but I'm sure everyone's working hard to try and get the meetings on. Yeah. Hopefully the racing then does go ahead this weekend. I did see, uh, Huntington as well. They've had a lot of, uh, wet weather and they're completely flooded. And I was at Exeter on uh, new year's day and some of the cars were literally getting stuck in the mud in the car park. But fortunately touch wood, I was, uh, very lucky and got out all in one piece okay without needing the tow. But uh, yeah, it's certainly um, going to be a wet weekend, it looks. But uh, anyway, the first race we're going to look at then is the 150. It's Sandown. It's Reed Nicky Henderson's Unibet blog, Handicap Chase. Hudson de Grugier is your favourite here at 11 to 4. We've then got George's Saint at 5 to 1. Heltonham is also 5 to 1. We've then got Carbon King at 13 to 2. Kel Destan at 15 to 2 as well. Gustavian 8 and bigger are the rest. Liz, I'll come to you here first. Um, we've got the eight runners here. Uh, looks a little bit of a trappy race, doesn't it? There's a few in here that you could make a case for. Yeah, and I've seen George's Saint has actually got a double entry. Uh, oh, that sounds dodgy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but he has um, one at Sandown and also in the 240 at Wing Canton. So it will be interesting to see where he goes. Um, but for this, I tell you who I think could go well at a bigger price, um, and that is Dan Skelton's unexpected party. Um, off of top weight, um, but 12 to 1, I think I caught earlier. Um, I think he's got some each way money in him. Uh, dropping down in class, last seen coming last in a novice chase at Ascot last month. But he has shown some really good ability in the past. Um, I was actually on him in the Paddy Power Gold Cup in November, where he finished fifth and 14. 
um, obviously with stage Sterwin in that. Um, he's one off one pound higher um, and he could do with a win um, and this race could potentially be it. Okay, so Liz is going to open off with one of the outsiders' unexpected party. Hopefully she will be having one, maybe, if uh, he, he comes in. Um, how about you, though, Katie? I know there's a horse in here that uh, you've been following uh, for a while, and uh, it was a bit of a painful watch last time out, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it's Carbon King. I thought I'd found one in the the that hurdle at Haydock um in November, that Slate Lane went on to win £70,000 a stay as handicap hurdle there. I was really keen on Carbon King. He was around 66 to 1, I think, when um, we were recording the podcast when I was writing my blogs, and I, I really, really fancied him. Um, and he ended up as a non-runner, which I was a bit gutted about, but I was determined to watch him wherever he went. And surprisingly, he went back to chasing. Um, he'd run over fences in the past a couple of times with no luck, um, but then back over hurdling, I thought that would kind of be the way they'd go with him. His first two starts of the season, he wasn't really put into the race. I think you can make excuses for him that it wasn't his true showing. But earlier on last year, he did beat Buddy One by 12 lengths at Limerick uh, when he was trained by Declan Creeley before going to Evan Williams' yard. And I thought it was a nice piece of form that put him ahead of his mark. Um, and yeah, last time at Fost last, back of a fence is heavy ground. I think he had no choice but to go and win it. The race kind of fell apart for him and, and he was clearly the best in the race on that day. Um, he's gone up three pounds. I don't think it'll be too much of a problem for him. I think he's still ahead of his mark. So if he's on a going day, um, if they're going to go try and go in with him, I think he's going to have a very good chance. He's a bit shorter than the 66 to one. I liked um, him at Haydock, but 13 to 2 at the moment is still a, a nice enough each way price and I think he's a horse that is, is definitely worth following this season and into next season too because I, I think he's one that could spring a surprise um, sometime in the future maybe in a big, big handicap as well. Yeah I kind of agree with you there I think he's got quite a good chance here I thought he could have been put up a little bit more after his win at Foss last to me it didn't look like he was all out that day and he was only raised three pounds by the handicapper I think he's maybe been let off a little bit lightly there so I think he could definitely have a lot more um, up his sleeve as you mentioned he's got the good form of buddy one he likes the heavy ground um, yeah I think off a mark of one two four we still haven't got to the bottom of him yet and I think 13 to two I still think that's actually a fair price so yeah, um, not being original, I'm going in with Katie, but I, I do quite like Carbon King as well for this race. Um, we then move to the 225 uh, for one of the feature races on the card. It's the Try the Unibet New Acker Boost Mares Hurdle. It's a listed race over two and a half miles. You wear it well as your odds on favour at eight to 13. Nurse Susan's next in the betting at five to two. I love the nightlife, nine to one. Good luck, Charm 18s and Saint Bibiana, the outsider, 125 to 1. Katie, you wear it well. Um, obviously, it was probably a bit of a tougher task last time out when she ran in the rearranged fight in fifth, uh, finishing third behind um, behind uh, Not So Sleepy. Um, back in Carmel Waters now, would you expect her to go and uh, get her hair back in front here? Um, I don't want to upset you here, Chris, but I'm going to go against her. I know she's one of your favourites. I... I think it was it was a bit of a disappointing run last time, considering the way that she'd been backed so heavily. I think they probably expected her to do more than she did. I thought it was going to be a tough task for her last time against Le Benoit and not so sleepy, so experienced at that level as well. And 
and capable of a performance like that on his day, which he showed. Um, I think you wear it well is a, a really nice filly, nice mare. Um, she's going to have a bright future ahead of her. But I just thought there was one in here that was coming back from a lengthy layoff this season, uh, Nurse Susan. She wasn't as impressive as, as she has shown in the past on her seasonal reappearance, but many of Dan Skelton's horses were improving for the, the first run of the season, and Nurse Houston definitely did last time at Cheltenham. Um, she was fourth in the Mayor's Novices hurdle at Cheltenham uh, a couple of years ago behind La Venoir, horse with no name, and the likes of Impervious, Party Central, Dino Blue were behind her that day, which gives the indication that she's a nice filly, she's a, a classy mare, and um, I think the brown will be in her favour as well, and it could go against you wear it well. I know you wear it well as well on soft in the past, but if it's heavy in testing um, over this trip, I think Nurse Susan might might get the better of her here. So I'm I'm keen to be on Nurse Susan as opposed to the favourite. I think you wear it well is too short, and uh, Nurse Susan would be the pick for me. Okay, so Kate's going to take on you are well with uh, Nurse Susan. Are we going to make that two votes, Liz? No, I am. I am going still for you wear it well. Um, as we've just spoken about, I think it maybe was a disappointing third in the fight in fifth. Couldn't quite go with the pace over the last um, step. In, she's stepping back up over two mile four, which she's taken on three times, uh, winning one second and another and a fifth at Aintree in April. Um, as Katie was saying, she has one on soft, um, but this could be very heavy come Saturday. Um, and I think that's probably my only concern. But she's clearly talented. She always keeps on. Um, she's one off her current mark of 140. Um, and I think she'll go well. Yeah, I'm tending to forgive you where it well that run. I think maybe she just wants to step up and trip now. Um, if you actually look at her pedigree, um, there's quite a few horses in there that have got two and a half miles, even three as well. So maybe she just finds a two mile, maybe a little bit short um, now. And back against her own sex, I think will definitely suit her. I can completely see the case for Nurse Susan. I would be quite scared of her. She does get £4 as well because um, you were well has to give away the penalty. And I thought she was staying on quite well at the line last time out, Nurse Susan. And Katie made a good case for her with her back form as well. So uh, I would definitely be uh, worried of Nurse Susan. But I just probably will go for you where it well. I just think maybe she needs a little bit further these days and um, yeah, back against her own sex over this trip. Uh, of course, in distance, she's won over before. She just gets a nod from me, but I can definitely see the case for Nurse Susan. We then go on to the feature race of the whole card. It's the three o'clock. It's the Unibet Veterans Handicap Chase. It's the final. Good Boy Bobby's your favourite, 13 to 2. We've then got Sapaja 8s along with Thomas Darby. I write as 9s along with Lord de Manil. Celeb Dralen and Mill Green and Sam Brown are all 10 to 1. Ramesses de Tele is 11s. Bigger are the rest. Liz, there's quite a few horses uh, we've backed in here uh, in here in the past. Um, are you going to be going again once more with one of these old rogues? Uh, yeah, so like you say, it is a race for the oldies. It's nine years or older um, for Veterans Chase. And it, there's a lot of old favourites in here for a lot of you, I imagine. Thomas Darby, Ramesses de, de Tillet, um, even good old Iwright turns up. Um, they've all come up against each other in some shape or another in the past. 
um, and I found this race actually quite tricky. Um, I wanted to make a case for Amasista today, um, who can be a lovely front runner, um, but does, just doesn't always jump with fluency. And he's now only two pounds above his last winning mark. Um, but his record fresh isn't the best. Um, and this is his first out in for 271 days. Um, then there's last month's Cheltenham middle distance chase winner, Cipage, um, who won so well um, in front of Lord de Mesnil and Sam Brown back in fifth but he's never won back-to-back wins um, and this could be too soon for him so holding a gun to my head I'll take a nibble on the each way on Gary Moore's Larry um, back down to a really attractive mark hasn't won since November 2022 um, off this same mark of 132 uh, Gary Moore having a few winners 14 to 1 could be a good price Okay, that's Lizard Sports then on the Veterans final. How about you, Katie? Is there one you fancied in here as well at Big Price? Yeah, I quite like Lord de Manil. He's a horse that's done well for me in the past. I think he's a reliable type and he's a thorough stayer. So I was actually quite impressed with um, how he ran at Cheltenham last time out. He finished second to Capage, as Liz has mentioned. It was over an extended two and a half miles and I was surprised that he was backed into favouritism on that day um, because... I think he's a horse that needs three miles and plus. Um, but he was really impressive. And um, if, if the ground's heavy on Sandown and it all goes ahead, he will absolutely love it. He just loves testing ground. He's a He will just stay all day. And he showed last time out that he's in, he's in good order. He's still probably um, performing at a good level. And... I'm actually really keen on his chances. Gavin Sheehan in the saddle once again. He hasn't won in a few years now, Lord of Manil, but I think this could be a really nice opportunity for him. Um, so, yeah, I'm really keen on him. And, you know, I expect him to, to be there or thereabouts anyway. Um, maybe there'll be one in there that could possibly pose a threat, but I think he's got a very good chance of, of being in the first two or three. Okay. And hopefully he can win it. Okay, Lord of Manila is... For Katie, Gavin Sheen in the plate keeps riding plenty of big Saturday winners. Um, I liked a couple in here. Probably my main choice actually in the race would be the complete rag of the field, and, that, and that's Bob Me, who I didn't actually think ran that badly last time out for Alex Hales um, in the London National. Came fourth, but just probably didn't stay the three and a half mile trip. Um, back down to this three miles, I think will be more in his favour. And if you go back through some of his form. Last year, off a mark of 132, he's definitely off a workable mark. He um, finished three quarters of a length behind Cyclop uh, in the Newbury qualifier. But this time around, he's going to be eight pounds better off with Cyclop. So I do think he's in here off an attractive weight and a good mark. 40 to 1, I think that's a little bit too big. If I was personally pricing him up, I'd probably have him around about more of, the, of a 14, 16 to 1 chance. But I do think that um, if he gets into a good rhythm, because he did jump really well last time, and he only started a fade when they started turning in for home. So I think, um, yeah, if he can get into a good rhythm, maybe put a few of these to the sword if they do ride him handy. I think 40 to 1, I do think that's a, a big old price. And Mill Green was the other one I thought could go well. Doesn't win very often, but is a very consistent performer. Uh, finished third in the Potomps over hurdles at the festival and finished third in a competitive grade three handicap at Aintree over hurdles. Didn't run badly as well last time out uh, behind Thomas Darby, staying on over fences. He's not run over fences many times in his career. Only four starts. He's basically nearly a novice, you could say, on, on that many runs. But Mill Green, he's around about 10 to 1. 
has good form at Sandown. I thought he could go well as well. Maybe not going to win, but I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him make the places. So that's uh, the veterans race uh, round off there. Um, the next race we're going to talk about is the last at Sandown. It's the 337. It's the Unibet new and improved bet builder handicap hurdle. Spirit Dunno is your favourite six to four. We've then got Sam Brute at four to one. The Churchill Loud at five. Robin's Dream at nines, Word Has It nines, Totterdown eighteens, and Langer Dan, who is uh, out for a jolly, is the outsider at twenty to one. Katie, did we think Spirit Danu was a, a good thing here? I don't have a strong fancy in here, to be honest. Uh, like Langer Dan, we know is wanting to get his mark down for Cheltenham. Uh, of the others, none of them are really sticking out to me. I think Spirit Danu is the right favourite. He. He's put in some nice performances the last year, and he was good at Sandown last time as well. Um, so yeah, he's probably the one in here, but it's not a race that I have a strong fancy in, so a no bet race for me. Okay, and how about you, Liz? Did you have one for the, the listeners in the lucky last at Sandown? I'm in the same boat um, as Katie, not one that I'd potentially be looking to bet on. Also, a race that starts at 3.37 gives me... Um, a bit of anxiety um, but um, I'm actually scratching my head a bit as to why Songs Brewer is 3-1 to one. Uh, used to be with David Cotton over in France now with Paul Nichols because his French form isn't really anything to write home about um, he's not been out in 210 days um, maybe people know more about him uh, than me uh, but Spirit Danu as we were saying his win at Sandown last month was very good um, but he's given, he's been given £10 for it and he's on his highest mark. Um, so I'd be looking to maybe have a go at the Churchill lad, um, a second in the Scottish Triumph Hurdle last February, won a class three well last month at Haydock in the heavy where he led all the way round. Um, but yeah, as I say, I wouldn't take a bet in this either. Okay, I actually did quite like the chances of Spirit to know. I just think he's a horse that's still on an upward curve ran um, respectably on his seasonal appearance. I thought when Gary Moore's horses were a little bit out of form behind in Blue King Daru, we saw him go on to win a grade two next time out. And then his form at Sandown last time out, when he won over this course and distance last month, has started to work out quite well. Pinta del Este finished third in that race, and they bolted up at Haydock over Christmas um, quite convincingly. So I do think, even though, yes, he has gone up quite a bit in the weights, now £10 higher, I do think 6 4 could be a good price. Um, I could see him maybe going off maybe a slight odds on on the day, because I just think he's ahead of his mark still. There's a lot more to come from him. The ground should be fine likes of course and distance i do think uh, he could be a get out of jail one for punters in, in the last there but um yeah it, for some people it wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea but i do like the spirit to know there in the last at sandown we then move on to wincanton where they've got a few races on itv the first one we're going to look at is the 205 wincanton it's the virgin bet every saturday money back handicap hurdle um, four of a kind is your favourite for Harry Durham, who's absolutely flying at the moment. Um, he's currently eleven to four. We then got Feature Marsh at nine to two. One last glance for eight to two. Danae at eights. Angels Dream at nines. Mini eights nines. Bigger are the rest. Now, Liz, we were talking about this race earlier today, and there's one in here that you like a, a double figure price. Um, Can I just ask before you start? What well, which horse is at nine to two, Chris? Feature Marsh. Feature match. Yeah. I think we need an Irish expert on next time to to help us with that pronunciation. I'm not sure that's how you say it, but anyway, sorry Liz, carry on. 
we did have a chat, uh, Chris, before this. Uh, I'm not sure on class fives. Genuinely, no idea. Uh, the only one I took a look at because he's got a ten pound claimer on board was Sterovich of Jamie Snowden's. Uh, he's been chasing now back hurdling. Last hurdle race, he finished eighth of nine in a class three, real good. But he has come third behind a class two winner, Doddy the Great, in the past. I think it was on a, in a bumper. Uh, but that was that was literally all I had. Um, so Sterovich, uh, chances of, um, yeah, I just thought he was an interesting uh, contender. What about the nine to two horse, Liz? <laughs> I have, I, I haven't even. Hang on, let's let's give this a go, <laughs> shall we? You carry on, Katie, and then I'll see if I can work it out by the time. Uh... Well, I actually going to make it to her. I'm going to give it a go. It's the Irish person listening. Yeah, and I'll ask them to video. I'll ask them to do a voice note me how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, quite like Fia Samaki. Um, she finished fourth to Warm Heart when Warm Heart won her maiden at that time last year. And she's a bit nervous here in her hurling debut. She bled from uh, the nose on her penultimate start before she went at Sedgefield. I think she's quite a raw filly. Uh, she's really young, she's flat bred. Um, so I think she's probably the one in here that has scope for most improvement. Um, so she's the one that caught my eye, and I'd probably take a chance on her, actually. Be a little bit weary of a Harry Derham horse, as you mentioned, Chris. They're going great guns at the moment. But that form behind Warm Heart, it gives me the indication that she's got a bit of class about her. And she was only four and a quarter lengths behind her as well, which isn't bad at all, considering what Warm Heart went on to do. Um I just think she's probably still learning on the job with the herding. She's only a four-year-old. Um, so whether or not she's going to be ready for this against the older boys, I, I don't know. But as I said, she hasn't got too much weight to carry. Ten stone five. And well, maybe she could be Fiechamach. Okay. It sounds like we've butchered that name enough. Um, if we've got any Irish listeners out there, I deeply apologise. But... Um, we just like to give you different variations of the of your. You've butchered the name, Chris. Myself and Liz had a good go. <laughs> oh well, it it doesn't matter. The nine to two horse, we'll just call it that. Um, if it wins, the winner. Yeah, 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 the winner then. But yeah, I did like one in here. To be fair, um, a, a bit of a bigger price. Uh, this one is going to be known as the nine to one horse. It's uh, Mini Yates for Sean Hulhan and Mitchell Hunt. This horse ran um, just before Christmas at Wincanton in a maiden hurdle. And I was at Exeter the other day to see that form get boosted. Storm and Nelson uh, landed a bit of a touch at Exeter on New Year's Day and was the real talking horse. Um, I spoke to a lot of people on the course and a lot of people really fancied this one's uh, chances and um, came in comfortably. Um, and Minnie Yates was a little bit of an eye-catcher, did um, plug on to get uh, fifth and I just think that race could maybe work out well moving forward I know Pensar Head was in that race he didn't run too badly at Exeter finishing third and they changed up the tactics there but I think it could be a race that could work out well over the next 
few weeks. I thought Dartmoor Pirate was a good winner. But Mini Yates, on some of um, his form, you could definitely make a case for him. He's placed a couple of times, especially at Wynn Canton, so he seems to run well there. He didn't mind soft going last time out. I just think in this kind of race, where there's a few horses that maybe have got question marks over him, and to be fair, he has as well. I just thought 9-1 on some of his form, you could definitely make a case for him. So I'd probably just go with um, Mini Yates, but yeah, does look a, a very difficult race to find the winner of. We then move on to the next race we're going to look at, which is the 240 at Wynn Canton. It's the Virgin Best Odds Daily Handicap Chase, and Georgia Sand is your favourite 5-2, but we've already mentioned that he is also in at Sandown. Hugo is then your next in at 7-2, uh, Jackamar 11-2, Ghost Steady 6-1, Iconic Medal 13-2, uh, Dibble Decker 9-1, and Honor de Jonc, at 16 to 1 is the outsider of the field. Uh, Katie, come to you here first. Um, Georgia Sand, if he did turn up here, would you be happy to side with him going in again? Well, he's off a career high mark of 1, 2, 3 now. Ned Fox taking five pounds off. He's a progressive horse. He likes testing ground, and Venetia Williams is still in good form. Um, I'm not sure which his first preference is. I'm not sure that I'd be with him at Sandown, but I think he would have a good chance if he runs here. Um, so I, I don't think he's a Looking horse that I'd want to oppose. I'd to. say he's running at. Um, I'd say he's running at Wincanton. Yeah, but so I, I don't I, know. I would want definite. I think this would be a probably an easier race for him to run in uh, off this mark as well. So. I wouldn't be rushing to oppose him, so probably not a race I'd have a bet in. I think George's son is probably going to be tough to beat if he if he goes there. Okay, no bet then. Race from Katie. How about you, Liz? Um, everything Katie just said about George's son. Okay. Um, I think he needs to sharpen up his jumping a little. There's a few mistakes here and there, um, but we all like a Venetia horse in that ground. Um, so yeah, George is saying if um, I was pushed. Okay, yeah, I didn't have a particularly strong fancy. I thought Jackamar might run well. He showed a little bit of life last time out when finishing second behind Sheldon. Arguably, that was maybe in a slightly weaker race than this, but he is an old favourite. He's done well in the past for Milton Harrison. Off a mark of 118, he's definitely well handicapped. Um, I just thought maybe 11 to 2, if there's any life left in him, he, he could maybe go well. So I'll just go maybe tentatively Jack and Mar, but again, a very tricky race. We then move on to the last race, which is the 315, which is a Virgin Bet Daily Price Boots Handicap Hurdle. Individualist is your favourite at 15 to 8. We then got Intimate at 4 to 1, Astromac Viewer at 5 to 1, Don't Rightly Know at 8 to 1, Rare Clouds 11, Bumpy Johnson 12s, and Hasty Parisian 16s. Again, Liz, this doesn't look easy, but did you have one in here for the listeners? Uh, no, no particular fancy in this one either, to be honest. I are doing really well at Wincannon this week. Uh, the only thing that I took a look at at a slightly bigger price uh, that could go well is uh, Don't Rightly Know of Polly Gundry's. Uh, being ridden again by Chloe Emsley, um, who seems to get the best out of him. A beaten favourite last time out, coming second by Just a Nick. Um, last three rides that she's had on him, she's had two seconds and a win um, in class fours. Um, but like I say, um, I, yeah, no, no particular fancy, but don't rightly know um, again at a bigger price. 
I don't rightly know, sounds like uh, your opinion on the race, to be fair, um, is uh, Liz's uh, tentative selection in the race. Um, how about you, Katie? Well, Individualist won by uh, 16 lengths last time out at Taunton, but I'm concerned about the ground for him. I'm not sure that he's going to love heavy ground. And that puts me in the camp of intimate for Venetia Williams. Like we've mentioned already, we know that she loves, her horses love heavy ground and they usually want to keep on side and the yard's in great form, has been for the last couple of months. Um, this horse was really well supported when he ran at Fontwell in November. He bumped into Classic Lord then, um, who I think is a, a very nice horse going forward for Tim Bourne. Third, but beaten less than the length last time at Etoxeter in heavy ground. I just think he's probably going to be the one that's going to take the conditions more than a couple of the others in here, and especially more than the favourite. Um, so I think Thought of One is quite a nice price about him. He'd be the way I'd be leaning. Okay, my actual strongest bet of the, the weekend runs in here, and that is Astronomic View uh, for the Gardeners. I just think he's been knocking on the door and just finding one too good, but I do think. This is probably the easiest race he's had uh, in recent times. I thought his second behind King Alexander was right up there with the best form in the race. He did well that day. Um, King Alexander as well is a horse that the Hendersons do quite um, quite like. And I think they think he's going to go on to maybe some uh, decent things later on in the season. Um, and then he finished second behind Tanjanika when he was only beating three quarters of length for Banger and D on heavy ground. That was over two miles, seven furlong. This drop back and trip a couple of furlongs to two mile five, I think will definitely suit him. I just think five to one was a little bit too big. I, I think personally he should be maybe around the three to one mark. I, I do think he has quite a good chance in the gardeners as well. Like I said the the horse has been going quite well. They had some good runners at Exeter on New Year's Day, so I do like astronomic view. So that's uh, the main ITV races uh, for this weekend. Liz, I know one of your old favourites is running. Um, did you want to put him up? Yes. Uh, on the blind side um, at Sandown uh, runs, which has long since long been a cliff horse as mine, as a lot of people know, um, but he is back running in, in a in a senior race, I think it's called. Um, so be good to uh, maybe waste some more money on him. Yeah, actually, to be fair, I think he might have a chance in that race. So yeah, maybe on the blind side could have maybe one last hurrah. And Katie, we've got some. Good racing over in Ireland on Sunday uh, with the Grade 1 Novice Hurdle there at Nace. Um, is there anything that caught your eye in there? I think the Lawlers of Nace is a tricky one to predict at the moment. Um, seeing who is going to get declared. Mark here has been quite informative today. Like Il Atlantique for Willie Mullins has been a drifter. I think heavy ground really suits him if he does turn up, but it, it doesn't sound as if he's a definite runner. So I think it's best waiting for declarations with that one. Um, I'd be interested in Walnut Beach earlier on in the card in the handicap chase if he gets declared. He ran behind Illita Tomps uh, last time out. I didn't think he ran too badly. I quite fancied him for that race around at 20 to 1. Um, maybe he would run into one of the places. He, he just missed out, but I think he, he showed enough to... Um, to suggest that he could have a race in him sometime this season and he, he's making his uh well making an appearance in handicap now he's got a mark so he could be one to keep an eye on and i'll just give a quick mention to one at sandown on saturday in the first race 
The one that's caught my eye there is Bally Bay for Gary Moore is making his debut for the yard. He was trained by Willie Mullins um, in the past. He made one appearance for him under Patrick Mullins at the Punchestown Festival in a bumper in 2022. He's been absent since, but he cost 195,000 euros. Um, and I think he could be one that maybe has a, a bit more to give. Um, so I think he's probably worth keeping on side. And I think there's enough in his pedigree to suggest that he won't mind the testing conditions that are likely to be at Sandown. Um, so I thought he was an interesting runner there. Okay, there's a few then from Casey to watch out for this weekend. I had a couple as well. Uh, Win Canton in the last race, the 350. I thought Karulan might be able to reverse the form with uh, persevering. Um, these two ran a good race last time out where persevering did get the better of Karulian. But um, Karulian's this time, he's going to be £5 better off at the weights. And I just think that uh, with the tongue tie applied, it might just make all the difference. So it's interesting as well. It's Brian Carver's only riding the card. He could have actually ridden Baldmere, who I spoke about earlier. But um, yeah, it's interesting that he's going to ride here. Robert Wolford's yard, they always do, tend to do quite well in these races and find horses that getting off these kind of marks off 90 and then they might go on a little bit of a spree so i'm quite interested to see how um, carulian does there and then at plumpton on sunday it's their big uh, day of the year it's the sussex national but i'm not going in the sussex national i'm going to be keeping an eye on the sussex stairs handicap hurdle um an interesting race we don't have declarations but the likes of uh, call me lord is in the race i thought he ran well last time out el dorado allen is also entered said uh Joe Tizza said he could go here and Annual Invictus is in, Ed Keeper is in as well. So there's quite a few interesting uh, horses um that are entered. So I'm gonna be keeping an eye on it. But I would give maybe Call Me Lord one last go. He looked like he was gonna finish out the back of the telly last time out at Hereford when he won. But he did plug on really well and I just think maybe over this um three mile trip round Plumpton, I just think that might be able to suit him. So for me I'm gonna give Call Me Lord uh, another chance. So yeah for me I'm I'm quite keen to see him go well in that. So yeah that's in the Sussex Stairs uh handicap hurdle the twelve uh, no it's the two twelve at Plumpton on Sunday. So that rounds uh, off for the podcast this week. Let's round it off, but just really quickly, the horse name that we failed miserably uh, pronounced, um, it's pronounced Fayok Amok, um, and it means look out. So there you go, a bit of trivia for you. Okay, if we ever get any more Irish pronunciation problems, Liz is the, the go-to guru. Um, so... <laughs> So you heard it here first. But um, yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks again to Liz and Katie for giving up their time. Hopefully we've found you some winners this weekend. Hopefully the racing goes ahead as well. Um, and yeah, please remember to gamble responsibly. Follow us on all the social media platforms on Twitter and on Instagram. Subscribe to us on all the podcast platforms as well. And we'll be seeing you again soon.